0: Okay, so here we go with another episode of the Cheat Podcast, episode number two. Today we talk about Battle Royale, the king of Battle Royale, a.k.a. PUBG, and then we will also also talk about EAC, and then we'll talk about some other stuff in the middle, and uh, have with me today... Demodian, one of the greatest members of the Discord server that we're all part of, that is the secret Discord for extremely good video game players that don't need hands to play video games. So, Demodian just told me that he's a big PUBG fan. And, I don't know, how many hours of PUBG have you got
1: under your belt, Demodian? Uh, I don't know, actually. If you were to guess, a couple hundred.
0: That's 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 a good number. You probably understand how the game works, and you, you know you know the whole, all the, the you know the, the weapons, the, the the mechanics, and all that. And you're probably you've probably been playing it for a while. When did you when did you get PUBG? Did you get it when it was early release? Or? Yeah, about a year ago, year and a half ago. Okay, so that's like early 2018, I suppose. Yeah, I think I I was playing PUBG from. The first, you know, the, f- the first few months when it got released. I remember at the start he was extremely hyped because it was a super realistic video game re- developed by the guy who ha- who had uh, developed the first Battle Royale game or something. Or at least had work on uh, the... What was it? Was it DayZ, right? Or was it H1Z1? I forgot.
1: Uh DayZ. And then he went to work on the DayZ standalone. Yeah. I don't know. I played those. They were clunky and boring and I, don't know, I didn't I didn't particularly really enjoy them and out of a whim one day I was just sitting there on my computer and I caught a it was actually the video I watched that made me actually want to play it was a streamer it was Stone Mountain 64. Oh wow. He made a like a, a comedy video and he was pretending to be a commanding officer to his squad and I fucking I don't know I was stoned.
0: Like kind Stone of like Mountain. role play?
1: Ah he was just screwing around with them. but yeah basically. Yeah he role play is big. I guess, they streams, they're, they're pretty funny. So I looked at it and it was like twenty nine bucks or nineteen bucks or something like that at the time. I thought, why the fuck not?
0: So yeah. Have you played H one Z one before uh, PUBG? Yeah,
1: I played H one Z one and Daisy. Mm-hmm. Not for long though. I wasn't too biggest fan of them.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I remember the being able to like jump off a car and take no damage, and that was literally. What made PUBG, uh, sorry, H1Z1 so broken? Like people would just drive like crazy, and then just bounce off the car and start shooting, and then jump in the car again and go. You know, it was just like kind of crazy, like non-realistic for a realistic, you know, battle royale game. And I think PUBG kind of delivered on on that aspect where the physics were really well made, and you couldn't just jump off a car and just you know start shooting people. Although, you know, there's been instances where Cars would bug out, and you'd be able to, like, jump on a roof as the car was landing and not take any damage. But, you know, those are minor occurrences. But, when yeah, PUBG. To,
1: uh, there are lots of glitches. Oh, uh, yeah. One of my favorite ones at the very beginning was you drop down, and my computer's old. And I'd make it lag, so the video renders wouldn't render. None of the buildings would render. I could see through them, and I could shoot
0: through right. them. Right. That's, Yeah. So,
1: all I do is drop in the middle of the map and basically I'd have my other squadmate my, being my my, uh, my guide, I'd follow his footsteps so I wasn't building or something like that. He'd loop me up, put me on top of a building, I'd lay down, no one could see me, and I could headshot you through every single building you're in because I couldn't see the building.
0: Nice, yeah. I remember some bugs where you could literally drive through trees and not take- The exact same bug. Yeah.
1: Um, if I was running fast enough and I jumped, I'd go through a wall.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: So it's the same exact bug. Spooky. Buildings. So they see you running, and you might be in a building, but the building's not there to them. So that if you're on a staircase, they just see you floating in midair. Yeah. So you grab the kid in your car and start driving, and you run them over. GG. Unrendered game. Yeah. There's just trees and landscape.
0: And that kind of like gives you an idea for how bad it was coded, right? Like, there was no collision boxes around things, um, like or in between things, rather, so that you could use empty space to your advantage and yeah it was kind of you know like i feel like it was copy pasted together but i mean everybody knows that at this point when you go and look at how they developed the game it was basically unreal uh the from the unreal marketplace they would just download a bunch of meshes and textures and, and models and just give them some low code so they'd be able to like shoot the whole bullet system with the um you know the bullet drop and all that kind of stuff was basically copy pasted from pro- probably from previous games, and just you know adjusted some values here and there. Um, and That goes to show how that you know it was basically like a cash a cash cow, right? Like they had this huge video game that kind of came out of nowhere, right? Like one day people were bored with HC one, they were all complaining about it, and suddenly PUBG is released, right? So obviously the guy, what's his name, Brandon, um, Brandon Green, I think. Um, yeah, he yeah, no. he had a good you know he had a good vision. It's like you know what, screw this like fa- fake realistic uh, battle royale game. Let me like do one properly. And somewhat in the mission statement, the property kind of got dropped off because as we know, you know, from all the bugs, the netcode issues, the unstable servers, and all that kind of stuff, you can see how. The quality of the game literally decayed to the point where, you know, a shitty little video games by the name of Fortnite just stole the breath of every kid out there and decided to, you know, top the charts on Twitch and all other platform of, uh, Yeah, but
1: you look at it, PUBG still set every Steam record they've ever had for games.
0: Right, because Fortnite has not been released on Steam, right? Because uh, Epic Games wants to control the A to Z of Fortnite. Which, you know, I understand why they did it
1: at the same time. Um uh, for me in perspective, I can give a player unknown uh, like PUBG 1 credit me as a, a long time hacker. Finding a cheat for PUBG was possible, damn near. Um either you were paying an outrageous sum or you'd be lucky enough to be invited in a very very select group. Fortnite I could find a hack in 30 seconds free. Loaded up, be in the game shooting people. I did. It was boring. You yeah. Yeah, I can see that. And, you
0: know, you just Google Fortnite cheats, I mean, it doesn't take a genius to find, you know, like a working cheat for Fortnite, because, I mean, and that's because there's so many, there's so many, um, players out there, and because obviously the, the anti-cheat is really shit. I mean, it's EAC, which, as we all know, it's not the hardest anti-cheat to beat. It's kind of like the clue is in the name. Easy anti-cheat. E-A-C. Um, Easy, you know it's pretty easy to fucking beat unlike bottle eye which on 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 the other hand is pubg's uh, anti cheat of choice and I feel it's it's a little bit more good at what it does and bottle eye combined with some system kind of like fair fight you know yeah. it, you get and
1: we're gonna go back to fair fight fair fights the stupidest fucking thing in the world um, you might yeah you know you'll, you'll catch cheaters you might however fair fight based on stats now stats could be easily fucked around as a cheater <laughs> if you've set a fresh count and you're always getting those good stats well Fair Fight is now rounding it out as long as you're not getting too many headshots as long as you're not doing something it would be impossible as long as you're doing something that is you know you might be a really good player but it's you know it's possible to do that uh, for example Battlefield 5 right now I've fucking I don't know one, twenty, thirty 20, 30 Firestorm games uh, yeah
0: tell me about your experience with the bottle eye and PUBG <laughs>
1: Uh, well, as far as that goes, my experience was almost null. No. Uh, I lost two accounts, two cheap hacks I tried. Uh, you know, throwaway accounts, 15 bucks here, 15 bucks there. Um, yeah. Tried Chinese cheat. That lasted a whole two hours before the account was banned. Nice. So, as far as PUBG and hacking goes, I haven't really.
0: I think the the good thing that PUBG has, has been able to do was keep up with like... Uh... With cheat developers, uh, to uh, quite a fast pace. I know that, unlike uh, EAC, who's basically a subsidiary of uh, Epic Games, so the, the creators of Fortnite, BattleEye is a as an independent company. So they probably have a different approach to you know. It's basically if their if their anti-cheat sucks, that's all they got, right? They 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 can't they can't afford to have a shitty anti-cheat. So they probably put a lot of resources in making sure that, you know, as soon as a, a hack is released or, a new, you know, one of the vendors has a new hack out there, they put a mole, you know, somehow into, uh, you know, the, the, the user base, so to speak, and, you know, try and, like, reverse engineer or understand the signatures of the various components that are being injected and whatnot. So, um, and you know, I'm pretty sure that people that work at... at you know, BattleEye are extremely, extremely competent on what they do because myself also, just like you, I had a couple of accounts that were unfortunately suspended for you know obvious reasons and you know fifteen dollars here, fifteen dollars there, and after a while you ask yourself, is it worth it? Right? The 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 quality of the game wasn't worth the twenty or fifteen dollars anymore, and when Fortnite came out and BattleEye sorry uh, PUBG kind of realized how behind they were lagging with all their promised updates and the new maps and this and that and the performance right the performance was just terrible I, I can totally understand why PUBG kind of lost its um, popularity in a, in, a, in a time of like a couple of months so I, I'm really curious to see how PUBG is going to do in the next couple of months to years, I know that you know I, I, the, the one of the, 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 the head developer or the guy who invented, uh, so to speak, PUBG, right? Player unknown, aka Brandon Green, he did step. Um, he, he stepped away from his uh, lead game developer role at Bluehole, which is the company owned yeah, by Tencent.
1: He's not even working for Bluehole technically anymore. He's working for PUBG corporations, and he's not even doing that now. He's working for PUBG special development. He's no longer be working on PUBG at all or another game like PUBG. He's to be working on something new. He's not entirely sure what yet.
0: Right. So, do you think he's uh, he's gonna kind of like step away with all the money he's made and kind of think about what's the next Apex and Fortnite killer? I guess.
1: I don't know. I don't think he, I don't. Based on what I read and everything, I don't think he'll do another battle royale.
0: You think the battle royale genre is kind of saturated at this
1: point? I mean, oh, it'll 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 last another year or two until some other kind of something picks up. You got to look at a repeating like a, a big ARPG gig and comes out. It's the big hit thing, and then. You know the next year a big MMO comes out and that's a hit thing for a while or a couple shooters like you look at and right I got Division 2 Black Ops and Battlefield 5 they're all the same fucking game we're coming to a point in time where every game is being generically the same yep finer differences here and there so something's gonna have to change look like you like a company I give credit you look at uh, like CD Project Red right Witcher 3 and shit yep it's gonna come out to a small company like that change shit like PUBG did. They changed it. It was a small company. Yeah. Companies don't take the risk anymore to be innovative, change things. Because why change things when it makes you money? If it makes you money, keep making money. That's the fucking way the world works. And it's kind
0: of, you know, and and following up on what you just said, like PUBG, uh, Fortnite, Call of Duty, the new one, with the Battle Royale thing. And then you've got even CSGO came out with a battle royale mod, didn't they? And then you have all these other games that are smaller like I mean I mean smaller games that are all trying to like paladins and all that kind of stuff, right? They have a battle royale mode. Even Battle ride which is basically like a PvP, League of Legends, clone, whatever, that focuses on the on the PvP aspect of the game. They also have a Battle Royale mod now. So yes, I, I agree with you when you say that it's kind of saturated at this point and I'm, I'm really I'm really hoping that a, a small studio you know like would you consider Respawn Entertainment a small studio the guys that released Apex
1: they are the you know they're owned by EA but they're a small studio and that's once again why you got something a little bit different a little bit innovative
0: yeah they definitely came out of nowhere and hadn't, we had no idea that Respawn was gonna release such a successful game
1: well not only that it's successful it's optimized that was one of PUBG's biggest downfalls is the fucking optimization in the game like I run a shitty computer where even a, a game like old game like Rust doesn't fucking run pro- I don't think Rust runs on anyone's computer properly but besides the point um and I've never had to change of graphics on an Apex from day one lower setting to anything different and it's run crystal smooth on a 5 year old computer where PUBG, I tweak things to get the FPS right. It's kind
0: of weird, but I totally agree with you. Like, PUBG and Fortnite use the same rendering engine, the Unreal Engine. And then Apex and Counter-Strike GO use the Simmer Engine, the, the, the Source Engine. And the two games, I mean, on one side, the Unreal Engine renders terribly on PUBG and extremely well on Fortnite. You know, maybe you could say, okay, well, one is a, uh, like, you know, r- realistic shooter and one
1: is just a cartoonish shooter. One also owned by the same company that makes it.
0: Correct. And on the other hand, you have Valve that made CSGO, but then the, the, the engine, the source engine that it's running, it's also powering Apex and it runs buttery
1: smooth, right? I mean, my computer is pretty old and it runs okay. Apex is just a clone of Titanfall 2. Right. The models, you know, the jump feature, the way the characters move, the fall damage. There's no fall Everything damage, yeah.
0: Is... The, that, exactly. Yeah, the, I mean. the lack of, yeah.
1: Everything is Titanfall 2's gameplay as far as the shooting goes. We are basically playing a Titanfall Battle Royale without the Titans. And honestly, I kind of want them to throw the Titans in. That'd be kind badass. So what would that look like? Like a Mecha Warrior Battle Royale? Yeah. Well, the only thing about Titanfall 2 was, it was fun. The PvP was different. You'd be able to get your max, but then, when, you know, you could still destroy a mech by yourself.
0: PUBG has uh, vehicles, right? Fortnite has just introduced vehicles, too. Do you think vehicles are part of the Battle Royale for, like, uh, idea? Like, Do you think they make sense?
1: Some games, yes. PUBG, yes. Fortnite, no. Apex, no they give us all these abilities with our characters to make us move faster and things where we don't need vehicles and Apex, right?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of uh, worried that, like like you said, there's too many Battle Royale games out there. If you think about, like, like you said, it's all a cycle, right? So, like, a few years ago, we had, like, games like Battlefield, like, realistic shooters, like, uh, Call of Duty, and all kind of, like, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then suddenly... Then the battle royale genre came out and people stopped making those, so to speak, you know, like war-inspired games. And now it's all about battle royale games, right? Um, in, in, the, in the same way how Dota came out many, many years ago as, as a mod for war, Warcraft. And then the MOBA genre became huge, right? I remember starting playing League of Legends in like
1: 2011. and Oh, man. Warcraft for the Frozen Throne, and then... That's right. Uh, Dota wasn't released as standalone originally. It was Heroes of New Earth. Oh, yeah, that came out
0: too, correct. I forgot about that, actually.
1: Yeah, I played that one for quite a while. And then League of Legends was released, and then Dota 2 was released as a standalone. The original predecessor to all of this was Han Heroes of New Earth. That's what got dota out of warcraft yeah we got that genre out of yeah it's crazy to think how much starcraft and warcraft have influenced today's games like you look at not just the game like the game itself they're all the same it was the used map settings the customizable settings that we could create our own little games within a game dota for example yeah the mod community when that those guys thought that up never in a million years would they have thought that they were creating something that was going to be what it is today um power defenses started back in starcraft and warcraft
0: god uh i mean do you know of the game it's a car game car it's like a soccer game right it's called um rocket league did you know yeah, I know rocket did you know how rocket league came to be just like you said it was a mod for another game um, were, it was called Carball back then, uh, and Carball was like a mod for a game called Unreal Term in 2004, and, um, Carball was basically developed by these, this team of developers that then kind of went on and developed Rocket League, and again, Rocket League is pretty popular, I'm, I'm not saying it's like a billion dollar company, but it's definitely worth, you know millions. Um, and the esports scene is okay. It's not dying. It's, it's it's could be better, I suppose. I don't play Rocket League, but I know of many players who do. Many friends of mine who just spend a countless of hours playing. You know, instead of playing PUBG or Apex, they just play Rocket League. Right? They just spin yeah. around with their cars and s- score goals. And again, it goes back to this like mod community. Like if 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 you know if more games had the ability to be mod. I'm pretty sure the innovation would be driven like from inside there. So being able to create your own mods, your own game, game types inside a sandboxed
1: uh, engine. One of the biggest problems with that though is then companies have to release source. They have to release enough information on a game while they're, especially if it's an online game. You know, single player games are different. Most single player games welcome mod communities even build it in with the game. A lot of online games PubG, I don't think ever will. Um, very simple reasons is once you have the ability to access, you know, source code for the game and change things in it, that allows people, in our perspective, and you know, cheaters a lot more access in to figure out ways around anti cheats and yep. develop things for the program. Um, obviously, we, there's always going to be ways to get that without. You you look at games like um, Borderlands and everything. Um, you know, mod community on that for the online was amazing. But then they modded the weapons and everything, and you'd have guys join your game, they could one-hide everything in you, and it, that's the way online community games are. No Correct what game you're playing, if there's an online community of it, you will find people cheating. Oh yeah, I mean, that,
0: that is a given. But you know, like you could have modded servers and uh, non-modded servers where you allow certain mods, or, and, or the mo- mods are like server-side, so it, only the server administrators can enable those mods, right? The problem with that being that most uh, game companies nowadays don't want to let's say, provide server distributions so that people cannot run their own servers. They can only run, you know, I mean, like look at any other any game released in the last couple of years you have basically like Overwatch, right? You want to start a a custom game with your friends? It's hosted on Blizzard's infrastructure. Uh, Battle Royale, you know, uh, the PUBG ones uh, you can create a custom lobby. I think I don't know if actually is it's it's now a feature because I haven't logged in in PUBG in a while, but and it's hosted on you know PUBG servers. When even League of Legends, you know, yeah, you you try and launch a game, it's not running on your computer. It's running on a dedicated server, like a small instance uh, of you know uh, Riot Games infrastructure. So. For a mod community to thrive, you need not only, like you said, access to the game source code or at least some kind of platform or, you know, some kind of APIs to extend the game to make things do different things, but also you need a way for the players to host their own servers and I think eventually we will go back to that model. Where people will be able to like spin up servers with their own settings and their own mods, but I think we're still very far from it. I mean, just looking at you know what Google announced a couple of weeks ago with Google Stadia, they want to kind of do the the opposite, right? Like make it even more stupid or dumb, dumb gaming, right? All you you can't even install a game. You basically press a button and you're basically logged in into a virtual server running the game and streaming it down to your screen. So. I'm, I'm. I really hope you know we will go back to that. Um, I hope we can go back to that model where people will be able to like download some code, uh, maybe you know as a prepackaged you know file or like you know some executable, but you know it's probably only for power users. But I don't understand what's preventing video game companies from having you know their current model and then this other model where you can join an IP or have a list of like you know mod. Dash able releases or, or servers. So, like, you can, okay, you can join like a typical PUBG game, but you can also join a PUBG game that's hosted by, I don't know, someone in your city or in your state, you know, like a state, uh, like someone, you know, like at, at a server farm, which, I don't know, changed the gravity to like 0.5. So every time you jump, you get a little bit higher, right? It would make for the game so much more fun and a little bit more exciting because. Let's, let's be honest, playing PUBG all day or any Battle Royale is so repetitive, you know? And it doesn't matter how many maps they're gonna add into the, the rotation, there are never gonna be enough maps out there so that the game doesn't become stale.
1: Yeah. It all depends, though. See, most of the time when I'm playing online games like PUBG, the thing that gets me most into the games people I'm playing with, whether it be new groups each time and just shitting around with them, the funny shit that happens, like some of the best memories I have on Battle Royale games aren't when I win. It's when something stupidly ridiculous or crazy happens. It doesn't matter whether it's a group I've been playing with for a while. Like actually I met somebody I know now in real life off PUBG. We ended up being fucking damn near neighbors. That's kind of a story right there.
0: How did that happen?
1: Oh sit there chit chatting, me and him played for about three days, we <laughs> well, three nights. It was a long weekend and every night freaking at the end of the night freaking sit there having drinks and had hop on PUBG and just screw around with him got chit-chatting i'm like oh fucking there. there's something about a shooting that happened in my town and he goes oh yeah i heard about that and I'm like, oh, how'd you hear about that and He goes, wait and we, we both kind of stopped sitting there we're like wait a minute where do you live and he goes well he told me where he lives i'm like oh shit i'm like you're basically my neighbor so we ended up going out for beers and had a couple and smoked some pot in canada and we do up here and uh yeah, I haven't talked to him in a while, but we still played video games and hung out a few times. It was just weird.
0: That's a uh, that's a wholesome wholesome story right there.
1: I've met a few people online over the years playing video games, and no one's raped or murdered me yet. Well,
0: uh, we hope it stays that way. <laughs> you never know nowadays. It's a bunch of Cardi B's and Bill Cosby's out there. So, <laughs> you guys, you know. Pepper your Angus, my friend. Well, I think we covered uh, PUBG, we covered a little bit of EAC and BattleEye, and we still agree, I think, I mean, mean, I hope you agree with me that EAC is still inferior to BattleEye. I hope it stays that way. But there's one more topic before we bring this podcast episode to an end, and that's the topic of EAC Harder ID Bans. So, if you've been playing for a while, you probably remember back in the days, you, know, you would join a server, an admin would like be notified you were cheating, you'd get kicked or banned or both, kick-banned, and you'd never be able to play on that server again until you change your either you know account name and IP or both. But nowadays, what, what's been happening is that people will not just ban your IP address, they will also ban the specific hardware that's running in your computer. And now depending on different cheat implementations, that is maybe a, a combination of you know the, the serial number on your motherboard and your hard drives or, or your graphics card and your RAM and your motherboard, right? So it can be and maybe sometimes you throw in like your you know your static IP and your MAC address from your network
1: adapter. I I, I get that. And do you know what? That's the anti cheat has full right to do that. You know, if a company gives you a couple times, you you know, you play in the game a few times and you keep cheating and they don't want you to play any more, period. They, they should have the right to, you know, it's their company, it's their game. Now, going into that, when it comes to EAC and hardware I banning, you know what? I've never been hardware I Um, I don't plan on hopefully getting that. It, it might happen, considering how much I seem to get banned on EAC games lately. But you look into what EAC happened lately. I knew guys that played, for example, hacked on Apex. They got banned on The Division. They never hacked on the Division. They never loaded the Chiefs on the Division. They got banned on an entirely separate game by an entirely separate company because they hacked on that different game. That goes into pretty bad legal territory, as in how can you legally and rightfully take away someone's access to something they paid for on a different platform or something they did on another. That's where this hardware ID banning and everything gets into um, gray legal area and... You know, they have the full right to do it on their game. When it starts going off multiple games and costs going off multiple different areas of those games from hundreds of people, there's something wrong with that.
0: Yeah. And you know what? You know, like, uh, how the European Union has a, a local GDPR where you're somehow supposed to be able to request... Um, all the data that is a company, that, that a certain, you know, company over the internet has, uh, or actually I think it's any company, or is it only applied, applied to computer? No, it's, it's only applied to computer. Well, companies that have, you know, um, a website where you access, or some kind of system where you, you provide them information about yourself, you can request these companies to give you a copy um, of the data, and you also have the right to be forgotten, meaning that they have to like scrape their system from all the data that they have on you. So now I wonder, and that's kind of like kind of food for thought for anybody who's, who lives in the EU and has time and wants to do that. If you're hardware ID banned and you request um, to be forgotten from the ESC company, and I guess you can email them like privacy at easyanti dot whatever it is. And they have 29 or 30 days to respond to you and tell you, okay, we have scraped all our you know, data regarding you. And uh, actually, before that, they probably have to verify you are who you say you are. But once that's done, they, can, they, they are also, by law, required to send you a copy of all the data they gathered on you. So if anybody's out there listening and he want, they want to do that, get in touch because I'm really interested to see how that process would go. The last thing I heard about is that if they, if you go ahead and try to get a, you know, a copy of all the data that ESC might have on you, they will. In, in in it's kind of like a double-edged sword. Sure, you can get your data, but you will be banned from every single game that ESC uh, has implemented, or rather, every game that implements EAC As as is that the other side of the of the sword, right? So that's an interesting thing that I've discarded because I was really interested into the legal aspect of, you know, harder ID banning and how is that even possible, you know, being legal and all that. So, yeah. It's
1: legal as we sign their ULA and terms of agreement.
0: And at the same time, if you're a European citizen, you can ask the data, this, you know, regardless of, you know, terms of service or EULA, you can say, hey, I just want to be forgotten by your company. Give me a copy of your data and scrape me from your books. And they have to do that. Or you can sue them for, like, I don't know, it's something like $20,000 every day or month they don't scrape your data. Or basically, they keep illegally your data. Well, you do it, Nubus.
1: Yeah. Hardware ID, band?
0: Yes, I am. <laughs> I am. But you know what? It's, it's funny enough. Because, um,. I can create a new account, and my account will last a couple of hours, like maybe 40 minutes to two hours, depending on the days, and then I will be banned, and then I will just create a new account. I actually created, I called it EA NewBits. Yeah. I press one key on my computer, it wipes the EA cache, and creates a new account, and then I just have to add the person I'm playing with, and there you go. It takes me literally two minutes to set up, because all the data is procedurally generated just like no man's sky. Right. And actually I'm gonna I'm gonna share a link of that under the description uh of this podcast. But that was the last thing I wanted to talk about. We've 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 spoken for 36 minutes. I appreciate you taking the time to like jump on this uh call so to speak and discuss PUBG and EAC and hopefully you know PUBG2 or whatever Brendan Green decides to release in the next couple of years. Will be better than what we have now in PUBG because don't want to spend yet another $15 to play the same old two maps on a shitty, laggy server with a bunch
1: of like stupid 15 year olds out there. So, <laughs> on that note, PUBG just finished reinstalling because I was bored. There you go. <laughs>
0: You're letting me know how the experience goes. It's been a while. Will do, buddy. Alright, well, for all the listeners and uh, 250 people that played, 270 last time I checked actually, that played our episode, I hope you enjoyed this one too. Let us know in the forum um, what you thought of this episode and what you'd like to hear uh, in the next one. So, thank you again and have a great night.